welcome to episode number 56 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we have kind of a follow-up to last week's show, the thought crime show about the 17-year-old kid who had a journal with some disturbing writings in it about wanting to shoot up his school next year on April 20th. And his mother, who turned him in, and I was very, very pleased with the reaction to that show. It made me feel like I wasn't totally missing the boat. People didn't tell me, hey, you're completely nuts with your take on this. And I found a lot of people had the exact same thoughts that I did on that topic, which was these are private thoughts in a journal. The kid didn't have any weapons. The kid didn't have any bombs. He didn't have any bomb making materials but was still arrested, and the last article that I saw last week showed that he was still in a juvenile detention center, and there's been nothing written since, so I don't know. It's not going to be easy to follow this story because his name is never used, and nor is his mother's name used. Her first name was when she talked to CBS to grab her little bit of the spotlight to tell her story for her 15 minutes of fame about what a hard thing it was turning her child in for writings in his journal. So if anybody sees any further stories on this, I mean, I've been doing the usual searches on DuckDuckGo and on Bing and even on Google, trying to find stories about this, doing searches like Washington Journal, Mother, School Shooting, and nothing over the last week. I really do want to follow this and see where this goes. Because it appears to be nothing more than a freedom of speech issue and that we're now living in a country in the United States where speech is going to be made illegal on all different forms, which is where we roll into the story that I want to talk about this week. And it's no prettier. It's actually more depressing than last week's story. This comes from Southern California, the Santa Ana area. A 10-year-old girl named Allison Wendell, allegedly the victim of suicide. And this is something that is above and beyond when it comes down to suicides, as far as the age range. A 10-year-old girl was found at home by her 9-year-old sister, and there's very little about this story, except that they're investigating this as a suicide there was no note left but they're investigating this as a suicide and they don't say how which i mean i don't want to be macabre here but if it was a gun we know that would be the top story on cnn and msnbc and we'd be seeing a whole lot about this story but it wasn't obviously a gun we don't know what the methodology was And that's going to be something that I think is interesting to find out what happened here, how a 10-year-old knows how to kill themselves in the first place and how they got to that point to where that's what they wanted to do. I mean, you're getting the usual things like her cousin said, she was always a very happy girl. Well, obviously, maybe not. Maybe there's more to this story, but there's a lot of disturbing things when it comes to this story beside the fact that you have a 10 year old girl that committed suicide 
One is that it's being investigated now that there were allegations that she was being bullied. And of course, the police are taking this very seriously. And I've talked about bullying. So I'm blue in the face. It kind of seems like I remember bringing bullying up on a show I did with my buddy Jeff Kraske way back when called Common Man Common Sense, where all of this started. And I said, this is nothing but an attack on speech and an effort to make speech illegal. And this is what you have in this case as Santa Ana Police Corporal Anthony Bertanga said that police have heard the rumors that there may have been some bullying involved. And he added, obviously, we need to investigate that. At this point, we don't know what happened. They're collecting electronic devices, scouring social media, talking to her friends to see if there was something in her life that led her down this path. Corporal Bertanga said that if the death is ruled as a suicide and bullying is determined to have been a factor, it will be up to prosecutors to bring possible charges. So now I'm not sure who this 10-year-old girl was conversing with on social media or where possible bullying was coming in, but I would think that most 10-year-olds are interacting with kids that are right around the same age. So are the police really investigating this? And if they find there was bullying from other 9, 10, 11, even 12, 13-year-old kids, what kind of charges are going to be brought upon this? Bullying is such a wide net that it really becomes useless, except for the fact that, again, it seems to completely and utterly target speech, making it illegal for people to have certain words come out of their mouth or certain words be typed onto their keyboard, depending how people take them. And context rarely matters. We had the story of the girl that told her boyfriend to kill himself and then went to jail. Even though for a month she told him, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. And he said, hey, you don't understand. I really, really want to do this. But I can't. I'd have to do this. And she finally said, well, OK, then do it. And she is in jail because of that. And this story is an even bigger issue as you're getting the ages younger and younger and younger when we're now dealing with a child that is 10 years old. Is this an absolute tragic event? Yes, it is. And as much as I don't want to be that guy that's pointing the finger at her parents, I'm going to ask a few questions here because the articles that I've read on this mention that they were looking at the girl's cell phone. And I really have to question the sanity of parents. And I know there are a lot of them out there, and I know I've bitched about it in previous episodes. And you'll want to know what the poster girl now that's going to be for this is going to be this girl that ended up dying because she was probably bullied, whatever. And the phone is facilitating this, giving a child of 10 years old their own cell phone is absolutely insane this is the kind of thing that's going to happen due to giving a kid of that age their own cell phone one of the articles said well yeah but you know the parents closely monitored her social media activities and to that i have to laugh i know we've talked about this before and yes this is a tragic situation but you know what 
if the kids are on social media, if the kids are on their own phones and their own devices, they're smart enough to hide stuff from their parents. You hear stories about this all of the time, even with kids doing things like chatting by sharing a Google Doc rather than doing something like Twitter or Instagram or something like that. So they're trying to go around their parents' watchful eye, and they're doing so quite easily because parents are clueless to a whole lot of this stuff. For legal reasons, most social media sites will not even accept any children under the age of 13. I was running a forum back in the day when this COPPA law came out, C-O-P-P-A, that said if children under the age of 13 cannot have their data collected because they agree to it. You would have to have their parents okay in order to collect the data, which, of course, sends up a whole lot of nightmarish red tape for companies running things like social media sites. And it's a whole lot easier just to say, you know what, we're not going to take anybody under 13. And it makes sense because kids under 13 are probably not ready to be on the Internet. So when a parent gives their 10 year old child a phone and thinks that they know enough that they can monitor what this child is doing, it simply is not the case. And the red tape that you have to jump through with this COPPA legislation was it was absolutely insane you had to get like signed documentation from the parents sign up and all this and because of the royal pain in the ass that it is to get that documentation and make sure that it's legitimate because again kids will lie i guarantee there are a lot of kids on facebook and instagram and twitters that are 12 11 10 or younger and they figured out the system is well i have to say i'm at least 13 and the system will let me in. So these age verification things, not really effective when it comes down to it, but it's the social media giants covering their ass, and I can't blame them for that. It's about all they can do with the technology that is currently available to them, and this comes down to something that I bitch about a lot, which is parents should be responsible for their children. They should know what's going on in their kids' lives. They should know what they're doing online. If you have a computer or if you have a tablet or if you're letting them use a phone, make them do it with you in the room so you can see what is going on on that screen. If you think you're going to give your kid a phone at 10 years old and they're responsible enough that they're not going to try to get around your protections and your watchful eye, you're only fooling yourself. And the end result is going to be a tragedy like we have in this story of a 10-year-old apparently committing suicide. A new government report shows that this is a trend that is definitely going in the wrong direction. Even a story in the ultra-liberal Washington Post, although they go on to try to blame guns for a lot of this, they say suicide death rates among teenagers and young adults have increased at an alarming pace in the recent decade. While suicides have steadily become more common across the population, the increase among youth has outpaced all other age groups. For many years, suicide among youths were relatively rare and its frequency relatively stable. But from 2007 to 2017, 
the number of suicides among people aged 10 to 24 suddenly increased by 56% from 6.8 deaths per 100,000 to 10.6 deaths per 100,000. That is a pretty big statistical jump. What the Washington Post doesn't point out is that over that 10-year period, Barack Obama was president for eight of those. So you have to start asking yourself, well, what happened over this decade that has made kids much more apt to kill themselves? I mean, it couldn't be things like climate change, which we've talked about a lot in the past, totally making kids despondent not having any hope for the future. The Greta Thunberg, remember the heavy metal song that we just heard a few episodes ago. These kinds of things have an effect on the children. They have an effect on their psyche, on their well-being. And we have to ask ourselves what we're doing to these kids when we are bombarding them with negativity, when we are bombarding them with theories that the world is going to end in 10 years. I mean, if you didn't know any better, you would think that was very hopeless as well. They talk about social media from both a positive and negative standpoint in this article, and I can see both sides of that are true. And again, it's going to depend upon the age of the child. I think it's much different when you're looking at this group, which they are lumping the ages 10 to 24 together. 10, obviously, on the very low end, which tragically was this girl that just committed suicide in california 24 you should be an adult i mean i know that doesn't seem to be the case anymore and 24 year olds are kind of dealt with now as 14 year olds were when i was growing up but that i guess is the society we're living in today social media can be a very positive thing but it can be a negative thing as well it makes kids do a lot of crazy things It makes adults do a lot of crazy things when it comes to competing, trying to put their best life out there on the internet, even though the reality of that life is most of the time a completely different thing than what they want to show publicly. A researcher at the University of Washington named Ursula Whiteside said, the truth is anyone who says they definitely know what is causing this doesn't know what they're talking about. It's a complex problem with no easy answers so far. While that may be true, there are some simple things you can do, again, when you're dealing with children, especially in that 10 to 15, 16 range. Once you get that to 24, I think you're dealing with something slightly different, but with the younger children, pay attention to what they're doing. Do not let them have complete freedom when it comes to the internet. I know a lot of parents have a default, which is, Oh, my kids would never do that. Bullshit. They will. They're doing it behind your back. They are communicating with people in ways that you have no idea of. They're communicating with people that you have no idea of. If you are not fully on and engaged in watching what they're doing, I guarantee you, you are missing something. The guns here, again, not the problem. That girl, if it was a gun suicide, we would have been hearing all about that. So the article, of course, pushing that guns are a problem. No, they do also mention that it is much easier now in the age of the internet to do research on things like how to off yourself. Again, 
another reason why you don't give your 10 year old their own cell phone and you monitor them when they're on your computer on the internet because the internet is a dangerous place for children hell it's a dangerous place for a lot of adults this is a case that a lot of parents just shouldn't be parents that they have no idea what they're doing and they're relying on technology to raise their children our buddy larry over at that larry show just did an episode about technology and how there's a town that now has a an r2d2 a garbage can on wheels that is slowly going through one of the city's parks and how parents have decided that well you know if this roving trash can with a bunch of cameras is around well then it's safe to leave our kids on the swing set while they go off to have a beer i highly recommend you give that larry show a listen if you're not it's one of the best podcasts out there on the interwebs and it makes a good point parents a lot of times just don't know what they're doing and they get a false sense of security. Back in my day, the false sense of security was, well, you know, we have nanny guards on the computers, and, you know, the kids will never be able to get past that. Well, 99.9% of the times, the kids know exactly how to get by the nanny guards. So if parents are trying to watch them, you have to be extra vigilant because the kids are probably better at this than you are. If you have kids and they're younger than 13 or so, they probably shouldn't be on the internet without you watching them. And if they are, then you really need to keep on top of things and check with them on a regular basis on how they're doing. The sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me that I heard when I was a kid. It doesn't work anymore because now we have the snowflake generation And kids are taking these things way too seriously because they're not being prepared for the real world. That is the sad truth of the everybody gets a trophy concept. The children that are growing up are just not ready for things like hearing that they're wrong. I talked about a story over on the Grumpy Old Ben's podcast about a group area where a bunch of offices were working together and somebody told a story about a girl who was interacting with her boss and the boss was showing her something that she had written and she was critiquing this and telling her where some spelling mistakes and that and she told the girl that hamster does not have a p in it the word hamster i mean actual hamsters probably have a little bit of p in them but the word hamster did not have a p in it that's what the boss told her employee who in this story was alleged to be about 23 to 25 the girl said well you know that's how i learned how to spell it and the boss said well you're wrong fix it but this was the hill that this young employee obviously wanted to die on because she pretty much had a mental breakdown telling the woman that she was spelling it the way she wanted to because that's cool you can spell things the way you want to because this is how she was brought up everybody's right everybody gets a trophy nothing you do is wrong you're not preparing these kids for the real world i'm sorry what's going to happen to them is what happened to the girl in this story which was she eventually called her mother on speakerphone crying about how mean her boss was by telling her that the word hamster did not have the letter p in it 
Parents, I feel sorry for you because you have a big job to do. You really do. You have a lot of crap ahead of you, but you need to teach your kids that the real world is not kumbaya. The real world is competitive. There are people that want jobs. They compete for them. There are people that want husbands and wives. They compete for them. Nothing is handed to you. So growing up in a society, growing up in a school system that teaches you that, well, as long as you tried your best, you'll be just fine is bullshit. And what you have are kids who aren't ready for the real world. And this is where suicide rates start going up. I could see this for the, you know, we'll use kids in air quotes, but the ones that once they get out of college, you know, that 22 to 24 range, which is on the high end of the suicide report, they get out of college and they realize, holy shit, the real world is not what was sold to me for my education. I am no longer that pretty, pretty unique snowflake that got a ribbon for every art project I did and was told I did everything just great. And you know, it's okay if you want to spell hamster with a P in it. With all that said, none of this stuff is worth killing yourself for. And if there is anybody out there that is feeling really down, that is feeling despondent, find somebody to talk to. It is not hard to find today. There are hotlines you can call. There are many places you can go to get help to find somebody to talk to. And please do that before doing anything crazy and keep watch on your kids, on your nieces, on your nephews, on your friends. If you see anything that seems a little bit off, ask them, engage. Just getting somebody talking a lot of the times will go a long way towards making them feel a whole lot better and that somebody does, in fact, give a crap. Social media and the news overall can be toxic. Avoid that stuff if you're really not into it, because most of the time now you're not getting any good information anyway. You're just getting talking points there to infuriate you and they do their job. And I know there's a lot of doom and gloom, as we talked about in our heavy metal episode with the world ending and climate change going to kill us all. The truth is the planet's going to be here much longer than I am, much longer than you are, and our children, and our children's children, and our children's children's children. Don't let them buy into the bullshit that is nothing more than scaremongering by those like Al Gore and AOC. I'm sure that's not the only reason we have a whole generation of people who are despondent and committing suicide at an alarming rate, but you know what? I can guarantee you it doesn't help. So again, let's watch out for each other and let's start getting over all of this partisan hatred. We saw a story this week too. Ellen DeGeneres sitting next to George W. Bush at a football game, taking a lot of crap because how dare you sit next to the evil George W. Bush? Oh, because he was the perpetrator of so many war crimes. It's amazing. The Democrats have lost their mind. The left has lost their mind, and they are one hate-filled bunch. I can, would like to know how many more people that are committing suicide are of that political viewpoint than the other. That's a study that I'd really like to see because that constant hatred, that constant negativity cannot be good for somebody's soul. And I appreciate Ellen DeGeneres for standing up and saying, you know what? I have friends who have all different types of political leanings, 
That doesn't mean I cannot be friends with them. It doesn't mean we can't get along. It doesn't mean we can't have conversations and learn from one another. And she said very specifically, when I say for you to be good to one another, I don't just mean to be good to the people that you agree with. We need more of that kind of sanity in the world and less of the insanity that is driving people to suicide, homicide, taking people's hats off, lighting them on fire, punching people in the face. Hey, Antifa, how you doing? I mean, let's not forget Greta and her parents are Antifa people. (laughs) That tells me everything I need to know on that situation. So I hope you like what you've been hearing here on the Random Thoughts podcast. If you do, do me a big favor and go over to randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com and subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. Use your favorite app or you can even get every episode emailed to you so you don't miss a single one. If you really like what we're doing here, you can go over to randomthoughts.com and click that little donate button. We work on the value for value model and you can send us a little something to keep the lights on, the microphone humming and all of that good stuff for this week. Big thanks go out once again to the biggest supporter we have of this show, Jay Finley, a.k.a. Baron Walkman. We appreciate your support. And we also have a big thank you going out to Keith Von Dyke for coming in. And he also subscribed over at Grumpy Old Ben. So obviously, Keith, you like what we're doing on both shows. And we truly appreciate that. Getting people to listen to podcasts is a very, very hard thing. Knowing that you guys are digging the content that we're putting out means a lot to me. Your support is amazing. And as long as you guys keep listening, we're going to keep doing content. We're having a whole lot of fun. If you want to reach out to me, you can do so via email at random thoughts podcast, R A N D U M B thoughts podcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, it's random podcast, R A N D U M B podcast. Or my personal Twitter account, Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L. And of course, we are on the sane version of Twitter as well, which is No Agenda Social, which is part of the Federation, which is part of Gab and all those other things. If you want to get onto No Agenda Social, check the show notes for this episode. There is an invite in there for you, and we'd like to see you on No Agenda Social to keep your sanity strong. Until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.